We're going on a bear hunt. We're gonna catch a big one. What a beautiful day. We're not scared. Uh-oh, mud. Thick, oozy mud. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh no, we've got to go through it. Squelch, squirch, squelch, squirch, squelch, squirch. Have you ever found yourself face to face with a sticky situation where there seems to be no way out? Well, today we're gonna to take a look at a bedtime story, an ancient story, and what they have to do with your story. And find out what we should do when we find ourselves dealing with a mess of our own making. I wanna tell you about a nation, a nation thousands of years ago that found itself dealing with the consequences of its own actions. Now, thousands of years ago seems like a long time. So their story, well, it can't be really relevant to my story, can it? Well, the thing is about us humans is that we don't really change that much. And how people acted then is pretty much how we act now. So we're often getting ourselves into the same sort of messy, sticky situations. The nation I want to tell you about, their story is told in their holy book, what? Christians now call the Old Testament, part one of the Bible. And what this story tells us is that this small, insignificant Middle Eastern nation was different because it had been chosen by God, the Lord, as his special people, a shining example of how humanity would flourish under the Lord's blessing. The Lord offered them so much, but time and time again, they rejected the Lord's blessing in favor of what the rest of the world was offering. So by the time we come to this part of their story, this chosen people had split into two, Israel, the Northern Kingdom, and Judah, the Southern Kingdom. Now Israel had already been conquered by the mighty Assyrian Empire and no longer existed, but Judah, was holding on by its fingernails, threatened by the new guys in charge, the Babylonians. But unfortunately, Judah's downfall was just around the corner. Now there were different reasons for Judah's destruction. There was the political reason. In order to secure their position, Judah sided with the Egyptians, an ancient empire that offered protection and security in such turbulent times. Now this was a bit of a problem because officially, Judah kind of belonged to the Babylonians and were required to pay a regular tribute to them. It's a bit like being part of a protection racket. But now they were relying on the Egyptians to back them up. So they stopped paying the tribute to, the, to Babylon. Big mistake. In the sixth century BC, Jerusalem, the home of Judah, was attacked and destroyed by the Babylonians. Its walls were pulled down and its palaces and temples were destroyed. The Jewish survivors were hauled away to Babylon and they became a nation displaced, without a country, a home, a ruler, or a god, or so it seemed. Now, the other reason why things went wrong and this is really highlighted in the Old Testament, is that Israel, or in this case, what was left of it, Judah, had committed spiritual adultery. They were in a relationship with the lords, but they played around with the gods of other nations. Gods that seemingly demanded little, but offered much. 
Judah's God demanded that they follow rules and live a strict lifestyle. Those other gods allowed humanity to do whatever they wanted, as long as they offered the right sacrifices. It seemed like so much fun, free of obligation and commitment. So repeatedly, the Lord's chosen people rejected a faithful, committed relationship, offering security and blessings for an attractive, shallow, no-strings-attached relationship with the gods of other nations. Now, the Lord sent warnings over and over again that without his protection, they would suffer and fail. But the allure of fake gods was too strong, and Israel and Judah found themselves in a downward spiral heading towards destruction. So Judah find themselves in exile. And unfortunately, a situation they had behaved themselves into. Not that different to us, really. I mean, how often have you ignored warnings and made a stupid decision based on selfish and foolish thinking? I'm guessing most of us can put our hands up for that one. There are so many times when we have tried to take shortcuts to make life easy or being guided by our emotions and desires into a complete disaster? How many times have we opted for shallow pleasure rather than taking the time and effort to develop deep and healthy relationships? Nope, a few thousand years haven't made a lot of difference to the human condition, have they? Getting back to our story, here we have a bunch of Jews stuck in Babylon, exiled to a home that wasn't of their choosing, a different culture, a different people, a different way of living. So how did they respond? Don't worry, it'll all be over soon. Don't even bother to unpack. We'll be back home in no time. It was such a hopeful outlook that despite finding themselves completely stuck in the mud, there was a kind of wistful thinking that failed to see the seriousness of their situation. And they were convinced that the Lord would step in and bail them out. They couldn't believe that there would be actual consequences to their actions. Unfortunately, the reality of life doesn't follow our desires and our wishful thinking. Sometimes we have to go through times of exile, which may seem very much like punishment, in order that we might grow, mature, and perhaps learn not to make the same mistakes again. You've got to go through it. For me, I found myself in exile in my early 20s, where I had behaved myself into a messy, mucky situation. It was a situation I couldn't find a way out of and felt unable to ask for help because, well, it was my bad choices that got myself there. I had no one else to blame. At first, I didn't think I would find myself there. Then I thought I could get myself out. And then I came to the realization that I couldn't avoid the consequences of my actions. It felt like I was strapped into a roller coaster and you know that once that roller coaster is set off, there is no getting off until you've run the whole course. I was in a painful and difficult situation, a mess of my own making that there was no way out of. I was in it for the duration. 
But was I willing to trust that God, the Lord, was in that mess with me and had a plan to get me out, even if I'd caused this myself? Let's go back to those Jews stuck in exile in Babylon. Now, the Lord had used some guys that the Bible calls prophets to deliver messages to his chosen people. Messages of hope, but also messages of warning, a corrective to their bad behavior. These prophets wrote in the time leading up to the exile, but they also wrote during the exile. And one such prophet was a guy called Jeremiah. And you can find his messages from the Lord in a book in the Old Testament called Jeremiah. He heard those promises of a quick fix, that their ordeal would soon be over. But he knew this hope was unfortunately far from the truth. The Lord says you're not going anywhere, he tells the Jewish people. You are stuck in this. So get on with life, build houses, settle down, get married. You can actually flourish in this mess because the Lord has not deserted you. In 70 years time, you will return to Jerusalem. Now I'm going to read to you the Lord's actual words shared by Jeremiah with those Jewish exiles. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verses 11 to 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This reminds me of some lyrics taken from the ancient Jewish hymn book, the Psalms. This is Psalm 40 verses one to three. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. There is this promise from the Lord that he never leaves us. He's even willing to get in the mud and slime with us as we work through the mess. You've got to go through it, but God has a way for you to do it. Now, hopefully it won't take 70 years like it did for Judah, but it will require patience and trust on our part. Trust that the Lord doesn't break his promises and he really does want us to flourish and grow. For me, when I found myself wading through thick, oozy mud, I had to stop looking behind me with regrets and instead look forwards with hope. I had to learn to do my best to flourish in the situation I found myself in rather than wallowing in depression and disappointment. As Anna sung in Frozen 2, you are lost, 
Hope is gone, but you must go on and do the next right thing. Take one step at a time. Push on in the right direction. Use this time of exile to improve yourself. Focus on God and bit by bit, the going will get easier. And before you know it, you will find yourself on a firm place. After 70 years, Judah returned from exile. They rebuilt their city and their temple, a changed people. For me, I went from the worst of times to the best of times where God blessed me with my heart's desires. Now I don't know how it will be for you, but please know that regardless of what you have done, despite finding yourselves in a mess of your own making, God is there with you and has already instigated a rescue plan. Do join us for our next episode as we continue our bear hunt and we carry on listening to that story of how God has rescued his people and sets up a plan to rescue them and us from the biggest obstacle of all. <laughs>